Women Taking the Lead, bonus episode number 24. The golden handcuffs is a term used to describe a situation in which you are so well compensated that you're willing to be unhappy to keep it. I was appreciated, respected, and well-paid in my current job. The only problem was that I wasn't satisfied or fulfilled in my job, and I wanted to be a professional coach. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening into this bonus episode. Things are getting very exciting and very hectic around here as I put the finishing touches on my book and all the supporting materials that will go along with it. I recently stopped referring to a working title and have said the title with confidence several times, so I feel great to finally share it with you. The title of my book is Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing. Do you love it? I love it. I'm getting so excited to release it and share it with the world. I can't even express it. And to help promote the book, I'll be offering it for free for the first several days. If you want me to notify you when the book is live in Amazon, send an email today to Jody, J-O-D-I, at womentakingthelead.com and put, I want the book in the subject line. You'll get a grateful email from me the day the book is live and you'll be able to snag a copy while the book is being offered for free. This episode is a little bit longer than usual, but I've got a story to share. And this is actually an excerpt right from a chapter of the book. And it starts with this quote from an unknown source. When the why is clear, the how is easy. When I was a young girl, I knew in my gut that God had put me on the earth to do something special. I heard the Bible stories, and I knew that someday I would have a dream in which God or an angel would speak to me and tell me what my special mission was. These were the stories I grew up with. The Old Testament is full of them. God was constantly talking to people, and I couldn't wait. And then, as I got older, another element of these stories appeared— These stories didn't always have a happy ending. In fact, the ones who didn't die a horrible death usually didn't live a great life either. Poor Moses was kept out of the promised land after all he went through. Being called on by God didn't seem so great anymore. And I prayed one night for God not to call on me. I asked to live an ordinary life, or I should say, I asked to be allowed to live an ordinary life. And for a time, I had my way. My life was an ordinary life, and I did ordinary things. In college and throughout my 20s, I envied those people who knew exactly what they were meant to be doing. All the while, I still had this growing feeling in me that I was meant for more, that I should be doing more, and that I was throwing my life away to live an ordinary existence. This feeling began to plague me after I received my final promotion in my corporate job. I started in mutual fund operations in June of 2000, and by December of 2005, I was offered my fifth promotion as the Assistant Vice President of Corporate Quality. I was shocked and overjoyed to be trusted so much and a little nervous for the upcoming changes and added responsibilities. I went at this new role with gusto. 
I was determined to prove that it was not a mistake and the right person had been chosen for the job. After six to nine months of furious activity, everything started to settle down and I was left with a lot of time to think. I considered the lifestyle of those above me. The vice presidents of my company were working long hours. They would call in from their vacations to be on conference calls that anyone from their division could have covered. They seemed to be tethered to their work and the idea chafed at my need for freedom. Knowing I wasn't really looking for that sixth promotion, but happy in my current role, I was left with time for reflection. It was the perfect formula for growing discontent. Soon I found myself staring out the window wondering, is this it? Is this all I'm meant to do? Or a little voice piped up, could I be doing more of what I enjoy doing, inspiring and motivating people to bring forth their best in a bigger arena? During this time, I was introduced to a couple of professional life and business coaches at a backyard barbecue, and I instantly became intrigued. They were cheerful. They listened intently and they asked great questions. They stood out to me because frankly, at a party where a lot is going on and people are drinking, how often do you have someone's full attention for more than a minute at a time? There was something about them that I admired and I needed to find out more. I began my research. I talked to more coaches and researched certification programs. That part seemed straightforward, but what wasn't so clear to me was how they found clients and made money. Okay, I'll be honest. It was clear how they found clients and made money. Sales. Ugh. I didn't like that answer, so I kept looking for the answer I wanted, but I didn't find it. Only once in my life have I ever had to do a big job search, and that one time was stressful enough. You mean to tell me I would have to search for work over and over and over again? I would have to be in sales to be a coach? While I was AVP, the economy took a downturn after the real estate crash, and I started to get nervous. Clink. That's the sound of the golden handcuffs making their presence known. The golden handcuffs is a term used to describe a situation in which you are so well compensated that you're willing to be unhappy to keep it. I was appreciated, respected, and well-paid in my current job. The only problem was that I wasn't satisfied or fulfilled in my job, and I wanted to be a professional coach. I slowly grew bored and discontent. I distracted myself with fitness, travel, and dating, anything to keep my attention off how I felt about my career. And then the universe intervened with what felt like two car crashes. No, I didn't get into any car accidents, but I did live through two mergers and acquisitions. If you've never been through an acquisition or a divorce, it would be hard to describe the upheaval, uncertainty of the future, and the sweeping and unsettling changes that come through your world. It doesn't just affect you. Every person that you spend the majority of your waking hours with is also going through emotional upheaval as well. It's both comforting and a burden. Everyone is on their own emotional roller coaster, but your peaks and valleys aren't in sync. They come at different times. On days where you feel better or more in control, you were sure to encounter several people who were freaking out. When you were freaking out, you were sure to encounter those who seemed to be aloof in the situation. We were all in it together, but we were not having the same experience at the same time. 
During this crazy time, someone recommended to me Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth. Right from the beginning, this book gripped me. The story of how flowers evolved, an analogy of the awakening of a whole new level of human consciousness, was that dream from God that I imagined I would have as a child. I wasn't sleeping, but the message was clear. I was meant to guide people to a new level of consciousness and self-awareness, to bring about a new earth, one they hadn't experienced before. My body felt like it was on fire. This was my calling. I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like, but I was certain I could no longer settle for the half-life that I was currently living. I did what I would ask any of my clients to do. I took those first few baby steps. Now it's your turn to consider your life purpose. You may not have had a light bulb moment like mine yet anyway, but chances are if you've been paying attention, you have had experiences that can point you in the direction of your personal mission. I have an exercise for you that was shared with me during my coach certification program and was attributed to Tony Robbins' Date with Destiny program. Go to the blog post that accompanies this episode to access the worksheet that will guide you through an exercise to get at your personal mission statement. I'll email you the worksheet, you do the exercise, and a couple days later, I'll email you my own personal mission statement and the mission statement of women taking the lead. Whenever I read my personal mission statement and the mission of women taking the lead, it still brings me back to that epiphany I had when I began reading A New Earth. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in today. If you are not already in the Women Taking the Lead private Facebook group and would like to be a part of the community, go to Facebook and enter Women Taking the Lead in the search bar at the top. You'll see Women Taking the Lead, the podcast, and there will also be Women Taking the Lead private group in the list. Click on the private group, and then once on the page, click on the button to ask to join. And as always, there will be a link in the blog post at womentakingthelead.com to find this. And don't forget to email me at Jody J-O-D-I, at womentakingthelead.com and put, I want the book in the subject line to get a notification when my book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing, goes live and is free in Amazon. Thank you so much for being a part of my journey, and here's to your success. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me and here's to your success.